What's the first thing you do in 2022 when you need something done, but you're not sure where to get it? You Google it, right? You need a plumber, you Google it. You need a mortgage, you Google it. You need a car detail or an oil change, you Google it. If your business doesn't show up in the top three or even on the first page in general, when I Google something, chances are you're not getting my business. Actually, you're definitely not getting my business. It's that simple. Maybe you do show up, but you only have one review that was left by a customer in 2015. Well, you're not getting my business either. Websites by Students is a company that's here to help solve modern website issues for small and medium-sized businesses. The team at Websites by Students builds custom WordPress websites for small and medium-sized service businesses. Every website is 100% custom built, which means you tell them what you want on the site and they build it exactly to your needs. Every website comes equipped with Google Suite functionality, meaning the Google Map, Google integration is all built in right from the start. Their prices are incredibly affordable and their team is super professional to work with. They can build you a brand new website in under three weeks and that comes with unlimited revisions. So they'll send you the first draft. If you don't like it, tell them to fix it as long as you want until the site looks exactly the way that you want it. They won't publish anything until it's perfect and you want it built the way that you want it. The best part about it is that every website package comes with one year worth of free website management. So six months after you get this site built, if you want to update something, whether it's copywriting or you own a restaurant and you want to add to your menu, just tell the team at Websites by Students to do it. They'll turn that around in under 48 hours and get that website updated for you to your exact specifications. It gets even better. Websites by Students is a purpose-driven organization. A portion of every website they build goes to a scholarship fund to help fight student debt for as many college students as they can. If you visit websitesbystudents.com today, fill out the contact form and mention the Get It Done podcast. You'll save 20% on your next website project. That could be as much as $500 worth of savings. And that $500 is more than likely going into that scholarship fund to help fight student debt. Visit websitesbystudents.com today to get your new website built or get your existing website updated so that it shows up on the first page of Google, if not the top three. Their goal is to make you number one. Call them today, visit their website, mention our podcast, save 20%. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get It Done podcast. I'm Joe Zanke, your host, co-founder, COO of On Demand Storage, who sponsors our show. And today I'm with my guest, Kelly Waters of Western Rise. Kelly, what's going on? I'm good. How are you today, Joe? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to have you on. Um, I think your brand's awesome. I'm looking forward to hearing about the story. You know, you and I obviously connected a little bit before the show, but I'm excited for you to share more with me and, um, and more with our audience. So let's just jump in. Um, so before... Western Rise, you know, tell me about what you're doing and then how this idea came to be. And then we'll get into what you guys are doing today. Sure. Um, so I'm actually a fourth generation entrepreneur. I grew up, <clears throat> grew up watching my parents run a business together for 30 years before they sold it. Um, so this is kind of second nature to me. Um, same with my co-founder, actually, his, um, he is a third generation entrepreneur. It's in the blood. It is. His parents actually run two businesses right now, one together, and his dad has a separate one. So this is like an ongoing family thing. Um, I have had a myriad of different positions, um, mostly in operations and team building over the last several years, both abroad and domestically. Um, the reason 
we started Western Rise actually came from a personal need. We were both taking a break from our like nine to five career jobs and figuring out what we wanted to do. Um, and in that year, we were ski instructing in Vail because it made us happy. Um, and what we discovered was that um, I had access to clothing that transitioned both activities and social situations. And Will didn't have okay. access to that. Most of the menswear brands at the time were very sports specific, like a Nike or an Adidas, or even like, even to an extent, like a Patagonia was still like rock climbing or fly fishing. Um, and so he'd be like trying to push the boundaries of clothes and ended up like not looking right in certain situations with customers and things, driving down the interstate with wet pants, trying to get him to dry in time. Um, and he is actually a third generation textile developer. So he has a very deep understanding of fibers and international supply chain, um, and what you can do with those materials. And that was kind of the impetus for starting it was coming up with one core piece of clothing that you could wear to all the activities you do in the day in a day in the mountains and also transition all the social situations you'll be in whether that's on the river or the trail or meeting with high-end clients or you know showing up at a, a semi-formal business meeting that's yeah. awesome that's awesome well i mean what a concept you know um and especially in a part of the world where you are and the people are going from one thing to the next and, and, and always wanting to get their fix in, um, you know, on the mountains or any given situation. So there's a, there's definitely a market for it, which I'm sure you discovered pretty quickly, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think our first, the first order of pants, uh, we sold out, um, in half the time that I was projected and that has been consistent with, you know, a lot of, a lot of our styles over the last six years is then they take off and are more popular than originally anticipated. I think the interesting thing too is that we've learned is that yes, in Colorado we have a lot of you know what others would consider extreme activities, and we spend a lot of time outdoors. But guys that live in New York spend just as much time outdoors. If you're you know commuting to the office, walking, walking to the subway, like you're outdoors in a wide variety of elements, just as much as people that live in the mountains. And so that need crosses a lot of different locations that people live. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that, that's great too, because obviously it just expands you know, the amount of people you can sell to, but it's, it makes perfect sense, you know? Um, I'm from Boston, so I live about two hours from any mountain type of region, but at the same time, this time of year, you know, you never know where you're going to get it. It could be a, rain, a, a day where it rains, mm -hmm. you know, snow's right around the corner. It's always something, yep. you know, and so you do need stuff like that. You 100% you, you do, um, and I think it's great. So you guys found this product, but you came up, you know, with the with the concept, the designs. Um, talk to me about how you brought it to market. You know, how did you start selling this stuff? Sure. Um... So we started in 2015 as a side project. Um, Will was working at his dad's industrial textiles company. He's, he ran all R&D there. Yeah. Um, and I, I had an admin job at um, a history organization in town. So we started it at night. Um, and we originally started direct. So like from day one, we did probably 80% of sales online. Um, and then in the first couple of years, we have always had select strategic wholesale partners. Um, so Western Rise was Huckberry's number one brand of the year. That year we do partnerships with um, Touch and Modern, with um, Stitch Fix, with you know other 
other online partners, um, but we're mostly, we're about 85% direct-to-consumer. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. And so, had either one of you had any experience selling products online before? No. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a learning process, I'm sure. Yeah, no, we, le- we learned, I mean, the whole thing has been a learning curve, like learning how to code a website and get your PDP pages up and, you know, run Facebook ads and find the right partners to run Facebook ads. And, you know, the, the world and everything has changed so much in the last five years. You know, when we started, Instagram was still independent. It wasn't run by Facebook. Facebook, you couldn't even pay for ads on it. You could pay influencers, which we did, but uh, it has it has changed so dramatically in the last six years that kind of you know every year you're learning something different, and that's that's just the nature of the beast. Definitely, you are, you, you got to keep you got to stay ahead of the curve. You got to mm-hmm. keep you know out there and, and getting in front of people in as many different ways as you can. I think it's it's obviously good to diversify where you sell your product, like you said, you know, you have some select retail stores, you, you have the online component. Um, that way, you know, when something like the COVID comes around, you know, in, in you're only in retail, you don't have to worry about it. Right. You, can, you can transition to online pretty easily and, and people can go find you there. You can spend the majority of your marketing stuff on there. So, no, it's good. It's good, good lessons to be learned in there as well. Um, talk to me about the benefits of having a partner right from the beginning of, of the company. Um, you know, what's that been like, and and how have you guys been able to carve out your roles? I know you mentioned a little bit at the beginning it started, but now what do you focus on? What does he focus on? Um, so the, for those of us that are not familiar, um, my co-founder is also my husband. We started the company in, we started the company first and then got married. Um, he, obviously we're both founders, he fills the creative director role more, and I fill more of the CEO role. Um, sure. I would say we split it more like a true fashion house does than a tech company would. So I manage more like finance, operational, HR sides, and he manages direction of brand, um, collections of products, um, marketing images and you know all things that have to do with branding and brand marketing and things like that gotcha gotcha yeah i mean i've always found it so valuable to have partners you know it's um when i started my company we were all 24 years old and um we didn't really know what we were all kind of the same you know i mean so i have two partners in online storage and we're all kind of the same person so we kind of had to develop those roles which you know they've taken their shape now um but it just allows you to stay within like your what you're good at, you know what I mean? And and, and if you can have other people that are that are better than you at certain aspects of the business, you know, it allows you guys to grow kind of together. Whereas, you know, if you were to be a single person coming up with all of this stuff, you know, it obviously slows the the growth curve, but it's just hard to be. It's, it's also not, be it's not efficient to have two people working no, on the same thing. Um, you know, we think of it more as a Venn diagram. Like he has his skills, we have our skills, and we come together in certain areas that we, our, both of our skills are applicable. Um, but you know, it helps since we leave the office and come home as well to have like different things we can work next to each other all day and not really know what the other one is doing and still have to have that over the dinner. How was your day? What do you work on today? kind of thing um but 
that's a unique partnership. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, like being a founder is a really lonely job. I have lots of friends that are founders and CEOs and it's, it's a hard position to hold. Like you hold a lot of the stress. Um, and so it is truly a blessing to be able to do it with somebody else. I'm, you know, a lot of people ask me, they're like, wow, I could never run a company with my significant other. And I'm like, I can't imagine not doing that. (laughs) Because like, you know, when you have crazy days or you have great days, like you have somebody that you can share it with. Um, and somebody that understands like the stress level that's going on and can kind of help tag team that on the home front as well. Sure. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, it's definitely unique and, and the, the, yeah, the thought of it, you know, unless you're doing it, you know what I mean? Then it's, then it's what you guys do. So how do you, I mean, the business is ever present, you know what I mean? As, if you're, if you're going home and the business partner is there too, how do you guys, um, you know, escape it? What do you do? What do you do for, you know, outside of, of the business? So, that's a great question. Um, so we are located in Telluride, Colorado. Um, which is the lower southwest of Colorado or in a ski town. Um, we back up to 100,000 acres of national park. So on the weekends, we are very conscious of getting outside, getting out of cell phone range. We go camping, we go hiking. Um, we're in walking distance of the ski hill, both the office and our home is. So um, go ski, take our little one to ski. Um, a lot of physical activity because um, I think it's a good balance, but um, you know, it, it also... It's also like forced on flood time, which is great. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's what a, what a beautiful place to, to live and, and be able to operate your business. And I like how you said, you know, get out of cell phone range too. You know, just escape it all together mm-hmm. because you can't get emails. You know, you, just you, nature. Yeah, and it's hard. Like as a founder, like you're present on Twitter and you're present on LinkedIn and all of those notifications that are coming in all the time. It's really good to just step away from that. Um, helps you think more clearly when you come back in. For sure. So do you have any, you know, I like to make this podcast kind of about your business, but also about, you know, just founding a business in general and the theme of entrepreneurship. Um, So for anybody out there that's listening that, you know, might be at a place where they have a good idea or they're on the fence or they're at a nine to five, but they don't feel comfortable, you know, leaving or just doing anything. Do you have any advice for someone about how to start a business and just get it off the ground? Um, well, you have to do it first. So it's, that's generally the scariest part is to do it. You're gonna, Nike wasn't lying. You're never right? going to know everything. You're, you're not even going to be close. So you, you might as well start it and figure it out. Um, I would say second, it's really, really important and has been vital to us as founders and the growth of our company to find knowledgeable advisors in your space. Reach out to people on LinkedIn and Twitter and your local community and find somebody or ideally several people that are knowledgeable in several different aspects of your space and lean on them for that information um, to help you over those knowledge hurdles. Um, Because there's a lot of really, really smart people out there that are willing to give back and help. Absolutely. Now, yeah, that relationship, you know, it's always been, even as someone, a a founder um, of a company, who's listening to you say that, you know, I've never... I have people in my life who I consider mentors, role models, um, people who I can just reach out and ask advice, you know, when it comes to general business. Um, but I've never really known how to like, structure that relationship with um, like a board or like, you know, like in terms of, you know, 
I guess it will only go so far that they're willing to do something like that for free. Um, so do you have any advice about that? Like how to, when you reach out to these individuals about advising you, cause they're someone who's been in your space and had success. Um, yeah. How should you go about doing it? I mean, it depends on the structure of your company. So for us, we have unofficial advisors um, and we also have, you know, formal advisors and board observers and, you know, people that participate in a more formal structure. Obviously, there are equity incentives and thing and compensation that goes with board seats. Um, I would be careful about formalizing those too early because um, a, a board is a very specific role and you want to you need to know the knowledge that you actually need there to give you valuable feedback. Um, so we generally start people as unofficial advisors. Um, and, you know, that takes a lot of different, it, it looks different for every person. Um, some people, it's just like lunch once a month. Some people, it's coffee or a call, depending on where they are. Um, generally, generally our cadence is, you know, we're talking to them at least on a monthly basis. And then I have looser advisors that we send out company updates to once a quarter. Um, and that gives us an opportunity to reach out to our wider network with asks um, and connect on other points that you know we would like feedback on and a wider net of knowledge there than just like our tight, our core core of people. Sure, that makes perfect sense. Um, I like how you explained you know, the difference between them and, and how, like you said, don't don't jump into it too early. You know, I, I had someone tell me, like, hey, wait till you're at a certain level of sales to even consider doing it because, you know, it might not be a decision that you want to make as you're just getting started. Right. Um, I mean, it's always good to have advisors, but, like, talking about formalizing it, like you said, is um, yeah. really good. And, you know, there's a lot of people there that, like, if you meet an advisor up front and you just started your company and they want compensation to advise you, they're probably not the best advisor for you. Like, especially early on, there are plenty of people out there that are willing to help you for free because they've done it and they want to give back and they want to be helpful. Um, so I would be a little bit leery of people, especially if you're in the early stages um, that require compensation or retainers or equity just for a call once a month. Um, that's, that's a little aggressive. So. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Um, another great piece of advice. Yeah, but like you said, there's plenty of people out there. One thing I've learned from advising, or not advising, but interviewing, sorry, um, like 150 entrepreneurs in such a short amount of time is that their willingness to give knowledge, you know what I mean? Their willingness to, it's like a community in itself. You know, there's, there's not a lot of, there, there's a lot of people that do it, but at the same time, there's not there's not as many as, you know, do the whole nine to five thing. So yeah. when it comes to giving knowledge, building each other up, you know, just bits of advice here and there, like every one of the people I've talked to pretty much would be willing to do that. You know, if I called yeah. them up, it's, it's, it's opened up a, a, a book of, you know, a, a Rolodex for me to be able to be like, hey, you know, I'm actually going through this right now. Do you have any advice? And and everyone across the board is always willing to share. And honestly, like Twitter is awesome for that. So there's a there's a whole great group of advisors that you can have that have exited companies and are more gray hair experience. But you can't underestimate like the value of having you know friends in the industry at, that are going through it with you right now, um, who may be a stage behind you or a stage ahead of you or a couple stages ahead of you. Um, that you can just talk to and be like, hey, are you facing this challenge? Like, how'd you get around it? Like, what accountant do you use? Like, what's your shipping company? Um, you know, we do a ton of that. Um, and it's 
invaluable, especially right now if you're in a consumer product space and you manufacture internationally. Like we are all in triage mode right now, trying to figure out how to get around like global supply chain. And so talking to other founders and friends on how they've creatively solved um, problems is um, vital, honestly, to get Absolutely. through like bumps in the road like everybody's going through right now. Yeah, yeah, everybody's, you know, picking picking each other up. Um, it's almost like a shift in even just, like, generations, too. Like, I feel like, you know, I don't mean this in just absolute, um, but, you know, it seemed like before, you know, not too long ago, like, competition was such like a thing. Like, people didn't give away their secrets. They didn't give away their, you know, no one could know anything about what's going on behind closed doors and how people do business. And now... Stuff like social media has just like opened that up so much that where people are just you'll go on Twitter and people will just be like, This is how I did this. Like mm-hmm. step by step, this is how I built this business. You can do it too. Here's the blueprint for free. Yeah. Like go do it. I think it's also you know, it's, in, it's it's also helpful to note that like hindsight is twenty twenty. It's it's easier to write the ten steps of how I did it than to actually go through the ten steps and execute it. Um yeah. You know, there's a very big difference between knowledge and, and good execution. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, I think that there's a there's a lot less of a risk of people coming in and taking your ideas than you think. Right. 100%. I couldn't agree more, you know? Um, so, Kelly, if people want to, you know, holidays coming up, people want to take a look at your catalog, take a look at your products, where can they find you? Where can they reach out and... Um, you maybe ask some questions, yeah, all that good stuff. For sure. Um, so you can check us out on westernrise.com. Um, you can always shoot us notes on Instagram or Twitter and ask us questions. We also have live chat. Um, we did also just start our VIP access to holiday sales today. Um, let me you know, pull you up a code so that you guys have custom access for the next week before it goes live to everybody else. Look at that, VIP treatment. Yeah. All right, so if you go on right now and you use Holiday 25, um, you get VIP access to our Black Friday sales. It's 25% off everything on the site that is currently in stock. Awesome. Thank you so much for yeah, that. Yeah, of course. That's amazing. Um, well, this has been great. I appreciate you coming on here, sharing your story, telling us about your company, and, and, and even giving me advice. You know, it's, um, it's huge, and that's kind of the whole purpose of the show is to motivate some people out there to get out there and start something it's never been easier to start something so just go do it yeah absolutely awesome well this has been great Kelly thank you so much I look forward to following your company and uh, and staying up to date yep absolutely thanks for having me on take care